Science seeks the singularity, the underpinning center of all life. The redeemed have found this singularity, and it is a person. Science now knows that all matter is made from energy, which comes from the photons of the sun, and they now theorize that it will soon be discovered that all energy is made of knowledge and understanding. Science calls these creation words of intent quantum consciousness. The redeemed already know this to be the case. Psalms 119, verse 130, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Psalms 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Note, words, then light. Science is now coming to the conclusion that everything is made out of words of intent. The redeemed know that our literal physical substance and the four-letter alphabet of our, four, of our DNA that houses the building instructions of all living organisms are all just words. Of course, they are not just any words. They are the words of our Creator, God's words of intent, the ultimate quantum consciousness. How about these amazing verses? Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. John 1, 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Revelation 19.13, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. We should not be shocked that they always end up here. Jesus Christ is the singularity that science seeks, and the born again are already there. He is the singularity because this pleases the Father. Colossians 1, chapter, uh, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Dear visitor, have you been born again, born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Will today be the day you meet the singularity? In just a few moments, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. If you follow from your heart, you will participate in the greatest miracle a man can know, and today everything will change for you. Today, all your sin and the shame of that sin will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of the devil's bondages in your life will be broken. Today, you will become a new creature. Today, the most exciting journey, the journey that ends in eternity, will begin. Your soul is in your own hand. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now, for today's subject. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. God said, Revelation 12, 13 through 17, And when the dragon saw that he was cast Unto the earth he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. 
And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. God said, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no God. There is no judgment day. There is no doomsday. Eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow we die. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1088, that will once again confirm by third-party attestation that the Word of God is true and righteous altogether. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the kingdom of God and to be used as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. And we are honored by your visit. May God's peace and joy be multiplied unto you in all your house. These are the end days, and Second Thessalonians warns us that there will be a, marked by a spirit of strong delusion. Second uh, Thessalonians 2.11, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Wickedness abounds. And the darkness will only deepen for the damned. But surely God has offered a way of escape. Beware, lest you and yours be entrapped. Romans sixteen, seventeen and 18. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. A short review of the first four features in this series follows. In 1 John, the Apostle John introduces the term Antichrist to the world. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. This Christ, whose name is the Word of God, Revelation 19.13, and this Christ, by whom God created all things, Hebrews 1.2, is the promised Messiah and Savior of all who will call upon his name. This is Jesus Christ, who has come in the flesh, and all that deny this royal truth are Antichrist. Revelation twelve thirteen through 17 speaks of the end of days and of Satan, the dragon, that old serpent, who will spew out of his mouth a flood of deadly words of blasphemy, 
designed to enslave the minds of men and in an effort to rob the saints of the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Satan's effort to control the world's dialogue, its words, is exhaustive. The devil must control the words. He knows everything is made out of words, even he himself. He floods the world with blasphemy, and evolution is academia's god of choice. Universities have received their talking points. Textbooks from grade school to university have been printed, and the mainstream media, progressive politicians, digital world, and entertainment industry have all received the same script sheets. These talking points were not received in some secret email, but rather were written on the evil tables of their unregenerated hearts. Jesus Christ, the champion of Calvary, Satan's spoiler, this Christ, and by he alone the world might be saved, is banned from the conversation. Word of caution, don't drink the dragon's water. Evolution is surely one of the premier names of blasphemy found in Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, Revelation 17.5. Scientists with serious credentials have been quoted declaring that the theory of evolution has not only not added to scientific research, but also has been proven worthless and, much worse, very deadly. One example from Feature One and from D. Stratton's book, Evolution, Good Science, follow. According to Professor Louis Bonor, former president of the Biological Society of Strasbourg and director of the Strasbourg Zoological Museum, this theory has helped nothing in the progress of science. It is useless. According to Professor De Beer, Haeckel's recapitulation theory had lamentable effects on biological progress, and according to Professor Bleschmidt, it set back real scientific embryology a hundred years. A good example of where evolutionary thinking has impeded medical progress is the belief in vestigial organs. The functions of these were not understood for years because they were assumed to be vestigial and a byproduct of our evolutionary history. In the case of the vestigial thymus, it led to the thymuses of children being subjected to radiotherapy with tragic results. For many years, the tonsils were understood to be vestigial and were often removed in childhood, but it is now known that these are part of the immune system. Removing the tonsils results in a fourfold increase in the likelihood of developing Hodgkin's disease, for example. Similarly, the belief in junk DNA has delayed progress in understanding genetics. Surely, if molecules to man evolution were true, we would continuously observe in nature a creative process of immense power, one that would have an enormous impact upon research and development in chemistry, biology, medicine, and agriculture. Instead, in real practical science, it appears to be irrelevant. End of quote. Evolution can produce no good thing. It is forbidden, but the list of its bad and deadly fruits are long indeed. Evolution's champions speak often and speak with a bold authority that they do not own. When their positions are challenged, they readily collapse. None of their positions hold under critical scrutiny simply because their positions are not true. Evolution, the theory of blasphemy, is a forbidden fruit hanging from the tree to make one wise. 
It is an abomination of deep proportions. Its godless, hedonistic spirit is the promoter of gross perversion of all kinds, including the world's number one promoter of racism and white supremacy. Those that bowed at evolution's throne would include Karl Marx, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and the mother of death, Margaret Sanger, along with her abortion revolution designed to control the proliferation of the undesirable people. How did the cancel culture miss it? Where are all the indignant protesters? When the devil appeared to a young immigrant seeking fame and wealth in the dark world of the occult, he cautioned the young man that nothing good could be done with the new great wealth he would receive. The young man could lavish upon himself all the pleasures of life, but something good, such as feeding orphans and widows, was forbidden. Satan's M.O. is to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan's antichrist spirit of evolution can, do, can no more do good than darkness can become light. It is forbidden. A major last-day sign of doomsday is a spirit of strong delusion. The world's masses will hypnotically embrace the most bizarre lies and distortions dressed up in hidden and pseudo-scientific words. Imagine believing that there was a big bang and out of nothingness, all the marvels of the earth, all its amazing life forms, the universe itself, all evolved, nothing to everything. They have been taught that their first cousin is a mushroom, their second cousin is a banana, and their father is a monkey. It's laughable if it wasn't so bad. There's a mystery afoot. How did the whale, a mammal, get back into the sea? Evolution proposes to solve this mystery by claiming that the water buffalo simply hung around the water so much that it evolved into a whale. Surely the answer is satisfying to the analytic mind, don't you think? There are thousands and thousands of quotes made by scientists with serious credentials who don't subscribe to Darwinian evolution. In last week's feature, God Said, Man Said printed just a handful. Satan's mainstream media sources have blacklisted this information. It is forbidden. The absurdity of evolution theory is truly staggering. It's even breathtaking that such total confusion and vacuous thinking could ever have gained any traction at all, but lo, it fills the whole earth. Just one example follows in the book that their words may be used against them by Dr. H.M. Morse, and he quotes Sir Fred Hoyle and Chandra Wickram Singri in their book Evolution from Space. No matter how large the environment one considers, life cannot have had a random beginning. Troops of monkeys thundering away at random on typewriters could not produce the works of Shakespeare for the practical reason that the whole observable universe is not large enough to contain the necessary monkey hordes, the necessary typewriters, and certainly not the waste paper baskets required for the deposition of wrong attempts. The same is true for living material. The likelihood of the spontaneous formation of life from inanimate matter is one to a number with 40,000 knots after it. It is big enough to bury Darwin and the whole theory of evolution. There was no primeval soup, neither on this planet nor on any other. And if the beginnings of life were not random, they must therefore have been the product of purposeful intelligence, end of quote. The high blasphemy of evolution is not built upon facts at all. 
By their own admission, it is built on nothing. Evolution is the religion of unbelief, of antichrist, of anti-faith. It is the spirit of strong delusion. It is the deceivableness of unrighteousness. The absurdity of it all, the unimaginable odds against this lame theories, are entirely insurmountable, but they soldier on. The world is gripped by the deadly end-day spirit of strong delusion, and someone is controlling the words. The spirit of strong delusion is here and rules the hearts of the damned. Evolution is the devil's brew, and it can do no good thing. You know, it is forbidden. Doomsday approaches quickly. The end of time is knock, knock, knocking at the door. If you ever ran the race, it's time to run it now. Click on the further with Jesus for instructions prepare to meet your God. The fourth feature in this series addressed uniformitarianism, which is a doctrine foundational to evolution, and we also address radiometric dating. Uniformitarianism declares that the geological present is the key to the geological past. In other words, everything moves along at a steady pace, and by looking at the geological history we know, we can extrapolate backwards and create the history of the unknown. Unfortunately for uniformitarians, there were two major events in time that no one would call uniform. These two events were a six-day creation and a global flood in the days of Noah. Both of these events are fully provable beyond any reasonable doubt, but uniformitarians are forbidden to believe. In the fourth feature, we also listed a spate of very bad radiometric dates regarding rocks for which the actual ages are known, prompting one scientist to question why anyone should believe these same dating methods used on rocks whose ages are unknown. Mm -hmm. A spirit of strong delusion, it prevails. The following excerpts are from the final feature of a phenomenal God Said, Man Said series, The Six Thousands, Part Nine, The Conclusion. According to Bishop Usher's excellent chronology of the earth written in the 1600s, God began the creation process on Sunday Eve, September 21, 4004 B.C. That date is according to the Gregorian calendar used today. Evolution, the god of the academics and their fake news counterparts, disagree vociferously. When today's research is presented unmassaged by evolution's theories that are spawned in the deceivableness of unrighteousness, you will see young. After 14-plus billion years of evo time, isn't it a shock to you that today's certified research shouts 6,000? That's just 0.000004% of proposed time. How did all these great happenings get clumped into such a short period of time? There is no time beyond 6,025 years because the earth, its universe, and all of its life forms simply did not exist. Keep an eye on the numbers as we conclude this series. Over 60 young earth measurements are cataloged in this series, and this is surely not exhaustive, for the number of testimonies of young are innumerable. Highlights from the series follow in rapid fashion. Just over 6,000 years ago, famed ancient historian Flavius Josephus reports that Seth, the first man, Adam's son, left behind two pillars upon which he left a written record, 
Josephus reported that these pillars remained in the land of Syriad in his day, and he reported this nearly 2,000 years ago. According to scientificmag.org, fairy tales still in circulation today are between 2,500 and 6,000 years old. According to Science News, 5,000 to 3,000 years ago witnessed the rise of metalworking, writing systems, and other signature features of urban civilization. Also cited in Science News, the nomadic uh, Yamnea people reshaped Central and Northern European DNA beginning about 5,100 years ago, speaking an Indo-European language, spawning more than 400 language, languages. Excuse me. Both groups were surprised at the findings. Think Tower of Babel. In an article in the Smithsonian written by James Treffel under the heading, Evidence for a Flood, he reports on the research of Columbia University geologist Ryan and Pittman. Treffel reports on the research that claims that antediluvian ocean levels were about 400 feet lower than they are today and that the east coast of the United States was 75 to 150 miles farther out than it is today and places like Manhattan and Baltimore would have been inland cities, end of quote. According to Usher, Noah's flood occurred 4,370 years ago. The following information is quoted from November 2007 issue of Discover magazine under the title, Did a Comet Cause the Great Flood? This story reviews discoveries made by environmental archaeologist Bruce Massey of Los Alamos National Laboratory. Massey's biggest idea is that some 5,000 years ago, a three-mile-wide ball of rock and ice swung around the sun and smashed into the ocean off the coast of Madagascar. The ensuing cataclysm sent a series of 600-foot-high tsunamis crashing against the world's coastlines and injected plumes of superheated water vapor and aerosol particles into the atmosphere. Within hours, the infusion of heat and moisture blasted its way into jet streams and spawned super hurricanes that pummeled the other side of the planet. For about a week, material ejected into the atmosphere plunged the world into darkness. All told, up to 80% of the world's population may have perished, making it the single most lethal event in history, end of quotes. Massey's getting close, but he's still short of the correct assessment. Note the dating some 5,000 years ago. Ancient Chinese accounts of their beginning speak of a catastrophic flood that threatened the heavens from which a Noah-like hero emerges. This hero is God's candidate for the salvation of mankind. This event, according to the publications listed below, happened some 4,000 years ago. Headline, August 4, 2016, New York Times. Scientific evidence of flood may give credence to legend of China's first dynasty. Headline, August 5, 2016, UK Telegraph. First evidence of legendary China flood may rewrite history. Headline, August 4, 2016, Washington Post. Legends say China began in a great flood. Scientists just found evidence that the flood was real. Headline, August 4, 2016, ScienceMag.org. Massive flood may have led to China's earliest empire. The flood in the days of Noah took place approximately 4,370 years ago. The headline in the March 2, 2019 issue of Science News reads, Pandas didn't always stick to bamboo. The subhead, specialized diet, may have emerged in the last 5,000 years. 
Carter and Leitner report in the spring 2016 issue of Creation Research Society Quarterly. Evolutionists place a time frame of when mitochondrial Eve lived by assuming common ancestry between humans and chimps and the evolutionary time scale. However, when measured mutation rates in mitochondrial DNA were used, Eve was calculated to have lived around 6,000 years ago. Of course, the evolutionists do not accept this time frame, so they have sought ways around the implications. More recent in-depth analysis of mitochondrial DNA has upheld this biblical time frame from humans and found the same pattern in other organisms as well. Both secular and creationist researchers have employed the empirical method of developing genetic clocks and have achieved similar outcomes, i.e., dates of creature origins well within the biblical time frame of 6,000 years. This research has involved the genetic analysis of humans, fruit flies, water fleas, and roundworms. A massive new genetic study by secular scientists analyzed the DNA of over 100,000 animal species using about 5 million DNA sequences. Researchers at the Rockefeller University and the University of Basel found that the amount of DNA variation among humans was about the same as that observed for each of the many animal species they studied. They also discovered that each kind of creature was genetically distinct, having clear genetic boundaries. When the researchers extrapolated this data into the time frames of origins, they discovered that all, 90% of all animal life, was roughly the same very recent age, a complete contradiction of evolutionary expectations. The title on NIANIH.gov reads, Life Expectancy of the Human Race. Several excerpts follow. Members of the human race now average about 18,000 mutations, replication errors in their DNA. It is estimated that when the members of the human race reach an average of 21,000 mutations, replication errors in their DNA, the human race will be at critical mass and will no longer be able to procreate, reproduce at their survival levels and will quickly go extinct, end of quote. Harmful mutations and replication errors are occurring at a rate of 3,000 per 1,000 years. When the number reaches 21,000, which the writers calls critical mass, life as we know it is over. Stem to stern, mankind will have existed for 7,000 years. If so, and if many evangelical Christians are reading the scriptures correctly, the return of Jesus Christ in the clouds to receive his church unto himself is very close, and shortly after follows the battle of Armageddon. After Armageddon, Jesus Christ sets up his thousand-year reign upon the earth. Shortly after that, the end of all time occurs. 6,000 plus 1,000 equals 7,000. Is science once again knocking at the door? End of quote. Ann Gibbons writes in the January 2, 1998 issue of Science in a feature titled Calibrating the Mitochondrial Clock. Regardless of the cause, evolutionists are most concerned about the effect of a faster mutation rate. For example, researchers have calculated that the mitochondrial Eve, the woman whose mtDNA was ancestral to all living people, lived 100,000 to 200,000 years ago in Africa. 
using the new clock, she would be a mere 6,000 years old, end of quote. In the October 2017 issue of Discover Magazine, you'll find the following under 20 things you didn't know about animal domestication. Chicken domestication dates back 4,000 years or so. Domesticated horses date to 5,500 years ago. Cats were domesticated in 4,400 B.C. Sheep, goats, pigs, and humpless cattle were domesticated under 10,500 years ago. Now, some of the numbers are inflated, but you get the idea all of a sudden. Pigeons were domesticated 5,000 years ago. The oldest known plague occurred about 5,700 years ago, according to the January 2019 issue of Science News. The November 9, 2019 headline of Science News reads, Burials Reveal Bronze Age Inequality. A paragraph follows. Families working the land in ancient Europe also cultivated social inequality. A pecking order of haves and have-nots living in the same household appeared among Bronze Age farmers by about 4,000 years ago, a study request. Suggest, excuse me. Geologist Dr. Andrew Snelling writes in Volume 2 of Earth's Catastrophic Past. Now, several experimental determinations of the helium leakage diffusion uh, rate for zircons of several different rock units, including this Precambrian granite rock, are available and are in agreement. These experimental measurements all showed that helium diffuses so rapidly out of zircon crystals that it should have all but disappeared after about 100,000 years. Because the uranium-lead radioisotope decay system indicates that originally there would have been 1.5 billion years worth of helium generated in these zircon crystals, the amounts of helium left in them should have long since leaked out. The measured amounts of retained helium in these zircon crystals combined with the measured diffusion rate of helium from zircon can be used to calculate their helium diffusion age. Indeed, there is so much helium still left in these zircons that based on the measured rate of helium diffusion from zircons, these zircon crystals have an average helium diffusion age of only 6,000 plus or minus 2,000 years, end of quote. The headline in the November 2014 feature of Acts and Facts, written by Jeffrey Tompkins, who holds his Ph.D. in genetics from Clemson University. And it reads, Genetic entropy points to a young Earth. Excerpts from the feature follow. When scientists typically evaluate human genetic history, they incorporate hypothetical deep time scales taken from evolutionary paleontology to calculate their models of DNA change over time. In other words, they assume millions of years and literally build deep time into their models. In contrast, these new studies use demographic models of human populations over known historical time and geographical space. The resulting data showed a very recent massive burst of human genetic diversification, mostly associated with genetic entropy. One author stated, the maximum likelihood time for accelerated growth was 5,115 years ago. This places the beginning of the period of genetic decline close to the Genesis flood when the earth began its repopulation through Noah's family and humans rapidly diversified. Amazingly, this recent explosion of human genome vari variation, mostly associated with genetic entropy, 
also fits the same pattern of human life expectancy, uh, rapidly declining after the flood, as recorded in the Bible, end of quote. The headline, December 29, 2012, issue of Science News reads, Human Diversity's Recent Explosion. The subhead reads, Most genetic variation came about in the last 5,000 years. Now consider this headline from May 2013, issue of Action Facts. Is Mankind Getting Dumber? Several paragraphs written by science writer Brian Thomas follow. Do today's children have lower IQs than yesterday's? Yes, according to measurements of intellectual and emotional strength gathered from different countries and contexts. The results show the same basic decline and resist the notion that public or other forms of education are to blame. Could the cause instead lie within? Stanford University professor Gerald Crabtree thinks so. He published a pair of essays in the journal Trends in Genetics, citing new discoveries that show why the human intellect is surprisingly fragile. Each new generation accrues about 60 new mutations to the gene-coding DNA regions of the human genome. Crabtree applied this rate to calculate that every 20 to 50 generations, we should sustain a mutation in one copy of one of our many ID genes. As a result, in the past 3,000 years, each of us should have accumulated, at the very least, 2.5 to 6 mutations in ID genes. Accordingly, the human intellect perhaps reached a peak 2,000 to 6,000 years ago, end of quote. 6,000 years ago, God created Adam in his own image and likeness and said he was very good. If the earth and its universe are just over 6,000 years old, where does evolution's billions of years come from? The following paragraph is from the God Said, Man Said feature, more 6,000-year-old earth. Standard dating techniques that are used to generate millions and billions of years of purported earth history are not only built on the usually false premise of uniformitarianism, but their data is being turned upside down regularly. The following news release titled Radioactive Dating Warning was published in the periodical Creation, December 2005. The information was garnered from the January 2005 issue of Geology. Geologists from the U.K. and the U.S. recently warned of new pitfalls with radioactive dating. The team was led by John Davidson of the University of Dorm and used equipment with improved measurement precision. They found that the basic assumptions behind one widely used and highly regarded method, mineral isochrome, are invalid in many cases, instances. Further, they found the standard test geologists used to check the quality of the radioactive dating results could not be relied upon. End of quotes. Everything happened in the last 6,025 years because that's all she wrote. Establishing the Bible's inerrancy in Genesis concerning the age of the earth in the face of Satan's blistering attacks is a very important exercise. I need to know it's true. Everything depends upon it. If the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and all its miraculous events are true, then I can be confident in the rest of God's beautiful book. That means John 3.16 is true. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That means Romans 10.10 is true. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That means John eleven twenty five and 26 is true. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? End of quotes. Revelation twelve fifteen and 16, And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as the flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. God's earth has truly opened its mouth to swallow up the dragon's deadly flood of words displayed in the high blasphemy evolution. Paleontologists, geologists, and archaeologists have parted the earth's lips, digging into the earth and its crust, revealing billions of fossils that say no to evolution and never say yes. They probe into the earth's rocks that say no. They dig up the lives and accounts of ancient civilizations that say no. Their radiometric dating flips between yes and no. But when theory is removed, the answer is always no. Be of good cheer, children of faith. Your trust in God and His inerrant word will never be disappointed. The earth has opened her mouth and swallowed up Satan's words for any that have eyes to see and ears to hear. Second Thessalonians 2, 3, 4 Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Nearly 60 years ago, this statement was made by Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, one of evolution's champions of blasphemy, and is requoted in H.M. Morris's book, that their words may be used against them. Here's what he said. Evolution is above all verification, as well as being immune from any subsequent contradiction by experience. Is evolution a theory, a system, or a hypothesis? It is much more. It is a general condition to which all theories, all systems, all hypotheses must bow, and which they must satisfy uh, henceforth if they are to be thinkable and true. Evolution is the light illuminating all facts, a curve that all lines must follow, end of quote. This is the spirit of Antichrist. This is the spirit of strong delusion. The end of days have arrived. Saints, prepare to meet your God. Amos chapter 4, verse 12. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. God said, Revelation twelve thirteen through 17. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent." And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. God, sex, uh, God said, Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 4, 
Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Man said, These doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no God. There is no judgment day. There is no doomsday. Eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow we die. Now you have the record.